this week on Homo Superior. I do like the confrontation between Emma Frost and Tony Stark. Uh, I wonder why every fight with her isn't just like she's got 20 civilians just surrounding her constantly. Uh, because that seems really effective. It seems yeah. like it's hard to come up with creative ways to stop that. I... Also, work smarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she should have a child one on her shoulders the entire time. Yeah. So you can't even get yeah. a so really do it. Instead of having like Magneto's helmet to protect her telepathically, <laughs> she has like just children <laughs> duct taped to her head. Amazing. <laughs> well, Brent is gay, and Caitlin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior, where we need to talk about Eric. Issue 283. I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brent Wingate. I had a birthday this week, and I can already feel my my soul <laughs> slipping from this mortal I've never coil. I've seen someone age just from one day to it the next. It was a hard so much, break. Yeah. Uh, Also, we're walking down the mountain now of our reviews of (laughs) X-Men the Animated Series, starting with episode one in season four. Your juggernaut going to want to miss this (laughs) one. (laughs) We have the news. Clark's got some Eurovision edition, and I want to talk to you all about some issues. And as always, we'll wrap up with a little little recommendation corner called Plug Me Daddy. But first, some housekeeping. Kaylin, keep our house. Uh, if you haven't already, check out our spoilery-filled review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, it dropped this past Monday. Of, of course, watch the movie first, then listen to it. Don't do it the other way around. Or I don't know. I don't know your lives. Do whatever you want. Brent, you weren't on the podcast. Give us a very quick review of what you thought. Oh, yeah. Uh, of the podcast or of the movie? Yes. <laughs> okay, so the podcast was really... I think it's low quality when I'm not there. I think I bring a lot of structure and form in a way that's both comfortable and insightful. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie also suffered from the same problem. Because <laughs> <I laughs> you weren't in the movie. I should have been in it. Yeah. Um, gotcha. I, the only thing I'll... See, the critics disagree with both of your things just then. That's I know. Really both, but yeah. the fans <laughs> and the critics. It so was Metacritic weird. really hated it. It was weird that they pointed that out in all I mean, their reviews. I love pulled. that Israel and Palestine also came together in agreement that you were terrible it's, and you should never be it, on a podcast It seems ever pretty again. obvious when you think about it. I'm um, just going to pull up your Rotten Tomatoes score right now. Because I wouldn't be throw like Rotten Tomatoes The only item. thing I want to say about it is that it had a lot of Cosmo. Yeah. And I will always want more. So wow, it's you should listen to our review because Clark might have a different I was very angle. It. You're very against yeah. Cosmo, okay? Just this version of Cosmo. Cosmo. Yeah. Okay. I've I've accepted that if I learn about things, I will hate them. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm keeping myself That's intentionally the in the dark about right. Cosmo. That is the way. <laughs> but check out our review. I'm sure it's fine. Yep. <laughs> the other quick thing on housekeeping. Also, uh, earlier this week, uh, I guest starred on Gray Malkin Lane, which is a podcast focused on the Silver Age of the X Men. Brent, I think you know what the Silver Age is now because you asked me last time. Yeah. You want to yeah, answer he, me? Yeah, yeah he remembers. He just I'd, was telling yeah, me yeah. before the podcast. Uh, In your advanced yeah. age, can you remember no, this? No, no. We're going to talk about that. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, well, it's we could talk for hours for that. We don't have enough time. Um, the, the, Silver what, age, the Silver Age was from us. 1950 to 1972. You're off a few years, but you're not terribly exactly. off. All right. Um, what's a little snippet? A that little snip, KK. Sure. So uh, I was joined by Dayspring from Power of X Men, uh, the podcast and YouTube channel. Uh, we talked about X Men: The Hidden Years, which was a series that ran from 1999 to 2000, and it was by John Byrne, who wrote and drew it. And it was a kind of filling in the gaps between when the X Men ended in the late 60s and before they picked back up again in Giant Size X Men in 1975. We're also joined by uh, artist extraordinaire Ken Nomura, who did I Kill Giants. He did the, um, uh, oh gosh, what is the name of the Spider-Man, or it's actually Spider-Girl from the uh, alternate universe. She was in Across the, Into the Spider-Verse and will be in Across the Spider-Verse. The Marvelous Miss Maisel or something That's it. You got it. Nailed it. Anyways, uh, he wrote and drew that for Marvel Unlimited. We got to talk to him. He's delightful and just a world-class talent. So really enjoyed being on that podcast. Check it out. That's a weird snippet you gave us. Um. But uh, yeah, thank you. Though. <laughs> but I have a even weirder snippet now. Uh, yeah. Brent said he turned a year older. I am year older. He's old man Brent now. Our youngest member of the podcast mm-hmm. is old as fuck. Yeah. Listeners, I wish you could see him. The skin is just peeling. What off. can I say? I'm part of the TikTok it's not generation. How aging works. <laughs> yeah. 
Your skin just doesn't <laughs> fall off. No, so what am I doing? Yeah, you you look like husk. <laughs> you just pull off a layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of you're the like skin. the bad guys at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark after yeah. you open the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, I anyways, follow, I follow him on Instagram where it's a guy with an iguana, and every couple um, snippets on the Instagram, he just starts taking the skin off for him. Oh, oh. does the iguana like it? Yeah, it likes it. Well, because that shit gets it- itchy. I'm just sure. Like Brent's, oh. Brent's face, I guess. It's yeah. like ex- exfoliating. <laughs> it's exfoliating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tristan and I have a very similar Instagram. <laughs> Which one are you? He takes off the- layers and on uh, my skin ages. <laughs> oh. Well, okay. it's very picture of Dorian Gray yeah. in the modern era. That's funny. But uh, since our little Brenty is a year older, I wanted to see if we can walk down memory lane of some favorite memories of Brent on this podcast. Who would like to go first? It seems like you're locked and loaded. I'm locked and loaded, need but some, I need some time to think of something. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go at the end. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Clark? Do you got a favorite memory? Why am I going first? Okay. I'm, well, I'll favorite, go because do Don't everything. all jump at the <laughs> opportunity. My favorite memory <laughs> is the time that Brent found the cure to childhood obesity, but then he dropped it on all the data, and now we never know what's going to happen again. Wow. Yeah, that's Brent. A, it's very sad. Yeah. Brent. Terrible. Yeah. My but, favorite parts of when you're on the podcast uh, is when you're not. No, um, is uh, when you constantly have to call out that you don't know comics mm-hmm. which is i think if you there's a if we could mark every episode where you call it out i think it would be a thousand times which is really funny but um my your plugs at the end are so fucking funny to me <laughs> because it's so they're abstract like they're pan it's so interesting <laughs> the <laughs> it's that pan i still don't know did he apply food or cleaning or did he not i'm still so confused but i've listened back a couple times i'm not really sure i don't know comics but i do know pans <laughs> and i'm not gonna explain it you're to not you. panning to I'm the audience i'm not gonna explain sure. it to you or, yeah does it taste better the uh, pan the pan itself no it was about the shininess right <laughs> yeah but like how wh- why why would you do it like 10 times versus 100 i'm oh, so confused you, you would do it 10 times just as part of like a normal cast iron maintenance yeah. uh, because it basically means that it's got less pores in it to bite down on the food. So it's a nonstick thing rather than a flavor thing. Okay. It's about pores, a flavor yeah. thing. But people like to believe what like, that, oh, you patina? use your cast iron again and again and it like flavors your food better and that's bullshit. You know, I know they're running out of superhero names and powers and I think Brent just gave Marvel another idea, a nonstick pan that helps with flavor. Okay. Yeah, but that's, like that's Iron his Man's mutant face power. or something. That's the yeah. worst. It's the worst. <laughs> imagine finding out you're a mutant by someone like licking you and realizing, oh, you're you've got the same surface as a nonstick pan. There's got to be some terrible mutations though, like that out. Yeah, there. I yeah. mean that that person's clearly a Morlock, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but they were killed uh, in the massacre. Uh, but yeah, uh, also the the best moment will always be when you didn't know a cow was just a farmer or yeah that's yeah, important i thought it was a farmer it was a farmer but it was, it was just a, a cow it was a cow <laughs> you dumb yeah. shit is i think yeah. what you called him ryan yeah we've been nicer to you since uh, so i'll be nice right i mean ryan i just called you ryan great. that's me being nice to you no 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 uh you're often wrong but when you're right you're very right and one of my favorite recent analyses as we were talking about sins of sinister when we reviewed immortal x-men i believe a week ago uh, and Charles, Emma, Exodus, and Hope all watched like a condensed version of the movie of Sins of Sinister, so Storm could show them all the horrors of what happened in, in that timeline. Mm-hmm. Your interpretation of like that's the way that we experienced reading Sins of Sinister, I was like, that's really fucking smart. So I want to give you props for that. Well, thank you for going deep into our history. Wow, that, well, that was maybe two episodes back. <laughs> I thought you, um, you guys said it was supposed to be fake. <laughs> it can be fake or real. Yeah. I said both. You know, in you've my been life, right about things. My too. favorite yeah. thing about Brent on this podcast is when we did it at Brent's house instead of Kalen's house. <laughs> That's fine. I preferred it there too. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part, because do I get to go? <laughs> no. <laughs> my favorite yeah. part is when my predictions are correct. Yes, I was gonna say that, but I didn't. What I'd... the Hellfire? Um, not the Hellfire. The Limbo. Uh, the Limbo, Limbo Embassy, Embassy of but Dark also yeah. uh, the Scarlet Witch being uh, her own murderer. Yeah, very true. Um, so he's two for 170. Well, yeah. also, remember <laughs> your theory about show. Tempo um, being the cause of some big event. Yeah, sure. I don't I don't remember you that one. Claim Are you that talking about I the think. big event, meaning Bishop's um, 
going to some alternate yeah. universe. Bishop's war college. Terrible. Yeah. I predicted That's that. That's it. Huge. Yeah. You did not say that. So yeah, we're, now we're going to play, uh, did it happen on Brent's birthday or did it happen to the X-Men? Oh, God. We are not playing. <laughs> By the way, that game is, did it happen on Brent's birthday or did it happen to, to the, the X-Men, X-Men yes. on Brent's birthday? Uh, <laughs> what happened? Uh, Nothing. Nothing. Nothing happened. It was like a bad crossover. It was a great. Your house is phenomenal, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and uh, that's the, my favorite part we, of the we podcast. Had a, we had a little. We had a little shindig for me. It was great. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time. We got to hang out with Brent's siblings. They're insane. They are insane. Uh, they, all the biggest comic fans were there. Rob Layfield, um, Jim Lee, Mark Silvestri, Stan Lee, John Byrne. <laughs> Stan Lee. Stan Lee. I my gift Stan to Brent Lee's was the blood yes. of Stan Lee. Yes. Yeah. Which brought him back to life. Yeah. That was my uh, yeah. gift to you. Brent? No, Stan Lee. Oh. Yeah. We should really invite the the fans to the next one. What Your biggest fan can go to the next your birthday. Yeah, sure. Sounds fine. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. That's, That's uh, the for only our person Patronus. allowed next time. I would love to see my fans. <laughs> yeah. Fan. I, yeah, I'll both fan. of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our next segment. Our next segment is MCU Next TV. is our weekly segment focused on the latest and the greatest of the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. We are continuing our coverage of the X-Men animated series. Guys, we made it to season four, episode wow. one. Um, this is the premiere episode entitled The Juggernaut Returns. Comma, and bitch. I was wondering why they didn't add bitch to it. Yeah. yeah. They've had all this time. <laughs> yeah. Wreck on that. They saw the memes. Uh, so, in this episode, Juggernaut is in trouble when someone else uncovers the ruby of Sidorak and claims the powers of Juggernaut for himself. No. Spoilers. Not, no. It's a nerd in the 90s hate. It's not nerd. someone. It's Woody Allen. <laughs> it is Woody Allen if he started Let Revenge of the Nerds. Let me pull up his name in a little bit yeah. because his name is it's Wild. It's Eugene um, Winthrop or something like that. Yeah. The, it's something. three names that don't shouldn't to- exist to- to- in Tolet, nature. Yeah. Winborn. I don't know. What if, what if Rick Moranis had no charm? It's, Let's give him the ruby of Sarah. Winsbar. Winsbar. Uh, I'll look it up. But um, so also in this episode, the, the main focus is Kane and Xavier's relationship and sort of how that progresses. What did you guys think overall of this weird premiere? So this was I, I didn't really I don't think I've ever saw this before, but this one's so fucking strange that I really like it. It's a good ep- it's a good episode because <laughs> so, it's so dumb. So out of its mind. Yeah. So so when did Charles get the British accent? Because as a kid, he's not British. Oh, that weird little whiny voice. That's like he's like Madonna. Yeah. Wait, do his accent? No, that's my favorite thing that you've done is his fucking accent. Shout! No way! Like, oh god, uh, it's yeah. Catherine Hepburn. I can't as, do it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Gee. I'm trying to help. <laughs> you've lost. You've lost it. You've lost, lost the accent. Oh no! Uh, it's so. The episode starts on a very important plot point that I want us to talk about uh rogue and storm are shopping and storm <laughs> yeah. has one of the craziest outfits that you would ever shop in it's in look, entire- it looks like all of the clothes that rogue refused to try on can you describe what that outfit looks like okay yeah it's it's a <laughs> it she's wearing a trench coat but the sleeves are cut off it's completely open. It's got a black lining. She's wearing uh not one but two pairs of gloves. Um, oh, that's what? not a trench coat. That's a duster. Okay, you you can tell the subtle I, I just differences. love how she literally shoplifts this to get back to see Xavier. It's insane what she's wearing. Um, I I think no one's having that conversation, and so like I thought so, we just so uh, my favorite beginning part, much yeah. like that, is when they try to um contact Jubilee, and she's just hanging out with some random white family, diving into their pool. I was like, who the fuck are these people she's hanging out with? Isn't that her family? I thought. Well, oh yeah. Well, it still looked fucking bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm wrong. The, so they they try to correct something that they, some of the past episodes had, where it was they wouldn't reach out to the other X Men to like bring them all on the mission. So they they, they sent out the SOS. Yeah. But everybody was swimming at the time. <laughs> Gambit was like helping with a truck or something. Yeah, yeah. and it's like Charles is like. X-Men, why aren't you uh, answering my call? (laughs) The two X-Men that didn't come. (laughs) You're like, what? Cerebro, they're not answering me. Yours has a little Paul Linden. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Oh, to me, my X-Men. Oh, Oh, I got a little sugar in my (laughs) X-Jet gas tank. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, 
I think that it's also great for Juggernaut to be out there punching sharks. <laughs> Yeah. In the ocean. <laughs> that was the best. That was the best. He's, He's been in the walked. ocean since all this stuff happened in like early episode, uh, early yeah. season. He was there season for Slow-mo walking from, um, from it's Ireland. It's tough to walk on the ocean They don't floor. have signs. They don't have signs. <laughs> You're right. That is a good example. You found it again. And it's before smartphones, and so they don't have like, you know, the, you know, map app. Yeah. He doesn't um, know where he's going. So he he goes into the danger room, which is kind of fun. So he starts fighting things. Uh, Xavier starts. To, we get a Hulk appearance, appearance from it, which I, I not just a Hulk, but a Hulk with a torn shirt to let you know this is the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. You mean the green skin didn't give it away? Yeah. I thought that was interesting, though. I love the little Easter eggs that they. Oh, know. yeah. No, so it's great in Marvel Universe. I mean, the more important Easter egg to me. What? Was the Power Rangers yes. and uh, yeah, Barney? Barney. Yeah. I like the fact that oh, it kind of makes Godzilla. it se- it kind of makes it seem like oh, they've been captured and forced to work at this place. Yes, because as soon as they bash through the wall, they escape too. And yeah. You're like, <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Oh, good, oh, good, oh, good we good. can finally leave." I love that it's an unofficial Fox Kids crossover because I think all those shows were yeah. on Fox Kids. S- it or whatever. said Bonsai Film, sure, instead of Bondi. Uh, wait, is it Bon? Bondi? What are you, Am I having what, a stroke? Yeah, what are you saying? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. No, it, bond, oh, the, the point, the, bond, the dots are all connected. It's bond, so clear. Bondi is, I think, Power Rangers. Oh, yes, that's the company. So that it's does. Bonsai Film is what the actual thing said. So that's why we saw some. So, so the artists are basically um, blaming the production company for destroying them or, or making them be not in control of themselves anymore. Hmm. What did you guys take? Uh, what's your take on the Xavier Kane relationship? And Kane was always an asshole, it seemed like, but yeah. then... Charles is a dick. Yeah, they're both terrible. Who's worse? I love when he pushed him off his horse, but the way they showed it, I thought he was going to literally push the horse over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so yeah. aggressive with this it. Show it was angled wrong. This show is so anti-horse. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's one part where they're on the black horses later, and the horses are like 15 feet tall. Like I don't even know how they could have possibly got on it, period. <laughs> and that's on period. I mean, the stepdad is pretty transparently bad. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's such a smoke show with that goatee that he's just he's like, Charles, go away. And not Charles doesn't have any time to walk away. He's like, I gotta I gotta stay with the mother for the money. She's so she's filthy, disgustingly rich. They they have a mansion. That's not how I thought that sentence filthy. was going to end. Yeah. She's <laughs> filthy, <laughs> rich. Why is she so into that guy? Are you, are you Why is she so into that? She wants to ride that filthy mustache. Filthy with her disease that she has. No. Whoa. Oh, Jesus. That's what it sounded like. No. no. I just think she doesn't clean up after. No, she's got a lot of dust mites on her. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, one other thing uh, that I thought was very important it was uh, when you get when you get the power of the gem. It's truly outrageous, but also mm-hmm. um, you change your outfit. So you just get that juggernaut outfit. It's very confusing, the logistics of. Oh, no. I, I That's part of the deal in the comics, Is that too. part of the yeah, deal? Yeah, the Sidorak, the, the gem of Sidorak, you yeah, just become the juggernaut. Colossus. Bitch. Got it. Uh, I did love slash hate like, the, the, the exploration of nerd culture <laughs> where... Um, he like becomes all like buff, and then he goes to the club, and he's like, "Hey, baby, do you want to come home with me?" He and says, she's like, "Get away from me!" This fucking incel. She gives Total him incel. one hug, and he dies. Uh, he immediately comes in his pants. He says, "I'm big, wow, and these muscles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hunk." <laughs> And then as yeah. he's saying that as he goes home to destroy his house accidentally, he <laughs> yeah. steps onto the floor and just so sinks wild. through it. I, so I just destroyed, destroyed my faucet. Yeah. Okay. Yanked off so my fridge doors. This is his exact Eugene Torbett Witterspawn. Sorry, I said Witspawn. Yeah. How dare you? Witspawn. Uh, sorry, Eugene, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite parts is when he's talking to that woman. Right before he does it, he just like swats some random purple-shirted guy out of the way, and then we see him five minutes later. That guy's back, and he's just having fun at the club with oh, yeah. the guy who just knocked him forty-five feet away. I love the club was like seventies inspired uh-huh. too, and they'll still like, dance boop, when boop, the boop, entire boop. wall is gone. Yeah, hell yeah. No we could problem. have had a Dazzler cameo here. 
Don't try you mean redheaded Dazzler that was wrong and shouldn't yeah, exist? Uh, every version sure. of Dazzler yes. has to be incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did she always have tentacles? <laughs> I'm still upset with the voice actress that did the one in the previous one. In Dark Phoenix? Yeah. She was terrible. Not good. <laughs> she was not good. She was. Uh, I did love at the very end uh, when Juggernaut decides just to walk away. Cyclops is like, should we go after him? And Charles is like, no, this is his yeah. way, That's of, his way of, of thanking saying, thank us. You. Yeah. That's his way of thanking us. No. Nope. Like no. <laughs> Irish ver- yeah. version of God Catherine Hepburn. God damn it. This is, you this lost is, it. What, this is the worst, what happened? It's the worst birthday I've ever had. I'm sorry. And that's not true. You've had worse. Mm. All right. Anything else? <laughs> Extra, extra, read all about it. Beast is still blue and a jerk. Read all about it. Are you Mr. Poopy Butthole? Shut up. All right. I said read. (laughs) We're doing great once again. (laughs) I think that's a news alert. I I hate this news alert. Did you know (laughs) that Jean Grey is going solo for a four-issue miniseries written by Superstar and Super Weirdo based on the X-Men streaming event last month. She was fantastic. Louise Simonson. She previously wrote the original X-Factor series, as we know. Story focuses on Jean trying to save herself, quote-unquote, after the fall, whatever that may be, and brings in past experiences in order to survive. That's great. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, <laughs> and Bernard Chang is going to be drawing it. He drew that, I think, the first the first and second issue of Children of the Atom that Vita Ayala mm. did. And then he had to leave uh, the series because it took forever to come out. Um, I'm glad Louis Simonson's getting more work. Um, you know, always happy to have a Gene miniseries. Uh, the last time we had a Gene series, it was Teenage Gene, if you remember back in 2017 or yeah, 2018. Yeah, I there? That was my favorite Brent memory. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I forgot you that like one. Do you, do you think they're going to retcon some shit with her? What Whenever you, you bring up past memories, is it they're going to try to make it make more sense? Is it is it how is it going to feed into the future? Yeah, like she was actually Madeline Pryor the whole time, <laughs> but she was just moving really fast in both positions. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. You're just changing clothes. Yeah. yeah, it was a Mrs. Doubtfire situation. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> my name is Madeline Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Uh, I. What would you want them to retcon though? I don't know. I, I I don't know. This is, this is where and we theorize. all the yeah. broccoli people got off planet. <laughs> yeah. Safe and sound. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. They... It's like the cartoon where there was it was uninhabited. She just busted up some yeah. rocks. Yes. I I feel like they they have to sort of uh, kind of separate the phoenix from Gene because they've been trying to do that for the last couple of years. So they'll maybe try to do that even more. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, Gene's like, I've never even heard of the Phoenix. What are you talking about? I wouldn't about? even go to Phoenix, yeah. Arizona. One entire issue was just her sitting underneath the uh, river or whatever, ocean, the entire time. <laughs> it's, oh. just, it's just her sitting yeah. there. I mean, that's what she did for basically three years Punching sharks life. like yeah, the Juggernaut? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, what if they... Maybe that's the whole thing. They just meet downstairs <laughs> or like in, in, the, in the water. <laughs> hey, do you want to go deep sea fishing or as I say, call it, fishing downstairs? Just <laughs> punching fish in the water? <laughs> Have you seen that they Ryan Reynolds sides. movie where he's trapped in a coffin for like the entire movie? No, Deadpool? what is that? The old boy? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But basically, Do you think that's I want what an entire is issue on? of Jean just trapped in a coffin slowly going crazy <laughs> for three years. I want her uh, in, in between going from uh, Phoenix to Dark Phoenix, her picking out colors for her outfits. Oh, like, should it be red? purple. Should it be blue? Yeah. Nope, red. I want her to get that white and silver one. Oh, oh yeah, that would be good. That's my favorite. That's gorge. Yeah. Well, uh, it's great that like writers like uh, Louise and Anusenti are like getting continuing to get work for Marvel. That's I'm awesome. just glad this one is not that other ones aren't in continuity. Blah blah blah. But this one is like being used for the modern current propulsion plot line. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, speaking of X Men and stuff like that. Right. Sir Ian McKellen's <laughs> Magneto was supposed to get a cameo in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, but it was cut because it was not Doctor Strange adjacent enough. It was actually just not related to Doctor Strange at all. So do you guys think it's Scarlet Witch related to the point where they might in the future have a connection instead of just being whatever bullshit they are now in the comics? Probably, yeah. Yeah, that she, would make some sense. It's that probably just like him. weird images of him, like her as a child, and maybe it's him as a... 
I hope so. I like the bombed out parents that she had that died are just like random people and not actually their parents. Yeah, that that white uh, that that really like white room household that she had with just debris over her and she's watching Malcolm in the middle. It was a weird scene. That whole <laughs> yeah. so there that was whole so I, maybe I don't understand. There was a scene that they filmed, but it was probably that like Magneto was interacting with the Scarlet Witch, not that it was. It was just he was she he was just not interacting with Doctor Strange. Gotcha. It, it just it didn't propel. We don't plot. know yeah. what it was. Gotcha. Um, also, I think this is just spin. I think Ian McKellen read the script and he said, "Absolutely not." I don't even know. I mean, supposedly he liked it, but then they. I don't even think they filmed it. I oh, think they I no, they didn't. They just told it about. They just talked about it, and then he wanted to do it, but they never did it based on what. They, <laughs> there was a period where we were listing a lot of potential people. <laughs> could yeah. be in this multiverse yeah, well, that's true we were we one line crazy, and yeah. gave it to him and <laughs> yeah never mind there was the letter m typed into the script and we all thought mephisto magneto who could it possibly be yeah and the marvelous miss Maisel. marvelous also, miss Maisel. at one point everyone busy? was meeting with marvel to see if they were going to be in that film and then there was like four cameos yeah <laughs> that was all they could make a whole nother film with all the cameos that they shot for <laughs> multiverse of madness a thousand yep um, so the other big thing, which I've talked about multiple times, it made sense. Bob Iger has announced that a one app experience is coming with ESPN, Hulu, and Disney Plus becoming one thing, all under Disney Plus's banner. There already is, this already exists in basically every other country in the world. Not really every country. Oh, I don't think really? Africa is included. But yeah, uh, most of Asia, Europe, uh, uh, South America, and Australia already have it. Um, it's called Star, One Star Plus, I think, in South America, but the rest is Star. They already have that package, yeah. Yeah. But it's good. Well, that one is official. a three for. It's, a three it's for. not one. That, the one we have here is, is all three, but they're not connected. You have to go through the same different apps in order to do it. This is going to be the same, the same app. Um, and it's also gone out that Disney is re- going to remove some of their content, a la WB, but probably not the same way where they're going to remove it as if they were new shows and just throw it in the trash because they're pieces of shit. Uh, most likely they're going to fast services like Pluto TV and Tubi and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, these are all bl- blamed um, because of Disney's losses in the streaming realm, which they lost $600 million, but that's because they lost the rights to cricket in India. <laughs> which is really big. Yeah, exactly. That, but, but basically it's I, not related to anything else that. other than... Yeah, that's I've talked a, about this before. Cricket? Uh, yeah, no, I know. Sport. Sorry, no, he sport. was doing okay. he was doing the cricket noise. Yeah, it's <laughs> the second biggest sport in the world. Cricket. Yeah, after football, that yeah, soundboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. okay. That's this this makes sense because Disney Plus by itself sucks, and it's the most expensive. It should be combining a lot of uh, yeah. Content. It makes sense. I wonder how within the app itself how you would distinguish between all that oh, shit with um. And everything. How does cricket when, work? When I went Clark. over to Ireland for those two weeks, I guess four weeks because I got COVID, but um, I it was easy because it was just mixed in there. So basically, you had like a, a American Horror Story, and right next to it was I don't know Mickey Mouse. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so, that's so, funny. Yes, they're categorized under they fun really... adventures. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, okay. Yeah, they they oh, definitely yeah. need to yeah. combine more of these services. I think they're realizing. With all the services we have, we just have cable again. It's like way fuck it. It's way too much. And it over is there, way too it much. was too it, much. They had all the Hulu originals and they had a FX originals. They did not have like ABC, um, NBC stuff as products that we could watch in the in Ireland. With this in mind, do you think Hulu or um, I guess Disney in general could cross over some of their properties and do more adult stuff because they have that Hulu side of it and the FX side of it? I mean, yeah. I mean, they yeah, already they already are. They already have that, like with uh, American Mickey story or something. The American Mickey, story. they have like the like the Deadpool movies already, which are rated R and yeah, but that's like four rated R movies. You Trust want me, I've checked. You want more? You want <laughs> NC seventeen? You want some really adult content? Yeah. You keep searching on R rated content, <laughs> and Disney goes no. Uh 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 uh. We don't have a parental control on you, but. We, we're going to set no. one up. Yeah, no. <laughs> wow. Huh. Wow. Well, the I'm way the, the world is changing yeah. and yet staying the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking like of Europe and the world, um, 
Clark's got something. Watch out. And it's Eurovision on Saturday, my favorite time of the year. I did not invite these three people to my event, but I guess they're coming anyway. We will be showing up. Uh, wow. So, and I'm going to have myself a mint julep. <laughs> so we're going to do a little game that involves... So Dazzler and Lila Cheney have explosive diarrhea and cannot attend Eurovision. So we have to decide all the members of, members of Legion of X, which ones each genre, what they would do. Uh, but the song title was in lyric content. We don't have to do all of them for each one. But the first one is Banshee. These are, they, these are let's all the, slow this these down are all just to scoat. The yeah. de- delegates. <laughs> let's slow it we, down. We, we don't have time for that. These are all the delegates for Krakoa. So it's Banshee's not for Ireland, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So we have characters from Legion of X, and we're yes. supposed to decide the genre, the song title, and the and Lyrical some lyrics. content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. lyrics, if you will. Or just uh, like and I won't. what it's about. Okay. I think I have a genre in mind. For which one? Uh, for Banshee. Uh, oh, I, I thought it was for all of them. No. Okay, so it's each you, individual you can, one. You can't have more than six people and, and um, on stage for a group. Um, okay, I'll go first. I Banshee is Screamo, um, and it's uh, <laughs> you rip me out, and then every every lyric <laughs> is like, you rip out my heart. You rip out my dick. I don't know. And you then rip you rip my, out my You rip skin. out my dick. Yeah. You know? I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't know what Nightcrawler's song is, but I do know that in his music video, mm-hmm. he is he is singing some like Nordic type music and slowly transforming into like, like Sigur Rós. A, a demon angel. Yeah. Oh, it's like that. an angry type thing. I can see that. I yeah. think uh, Kurt would actually be, uh, it would be like some very aggressive German techno. Mm. Very yeah. aggressive. No words. <laughs> but uh, religious overtones, though. Yeah. It's like it's like the Lord's Prayer, but over like some really hard beats at 140 beats per minute. Mother Righteous is rocking out to some pop. I feel I feel like it's super poppy. Like super Lady Gaga. Fast. Are you annoyed that her accent in the music video is English? It's an American accent. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's her. not her accent when she actually sings yeah. too, which yeah. is really strange. Uh, Pixie is doing like a manic, uh, pa- manic Pixie Dream Girl kind of pop. So, what's her song called? On the Nose. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a dagger Girl or something like that. Oh wait, uh, that was already featured in one of the comics. This no, week. she's just yeah. covering. She's just covering <laughs> Kylie Minogue's magic. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She well, I, I, she wasn't even an original on Eurovision. What yeah, I know. Yeah, you're picks. not allowed to do that, you bitch. So well, she's, quite disqualified. she's immediately disqualified. Krakoa, you're done. So I realize that we are not coming up with any song titles or lyrics I'll come because up with I don't them all right now. I don't know what the flavor of these things are. Could you give some examples of yeah. song titles from Eurovision or lyrics? Um, let's see which ones that we have. Um, Rise like a phoenix was one that which makes sense for Jean Grey. Yeah. She could yeah. just copy that shit. She'll have a beard like. Um, I actually think Madeline Pryor's copying that shit. Go on. <laughs> that works. <laughs> She's the, uh, no you, echo. You have to it. do an original. Oh shit! What else is there? Um, From just like years past as well. There's boring ones that just so were word like monsters. That was a Finnish one one year. Monsters. Yeah, yeah. I don't. There was a lot of sadness after you said yeah. that. It was like, oh, they're not all these they're fun simple, creative things. No, no, some are very, very boring. I think Juggernaut actually has something very soft. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it works against type for him. He's not... I think he's going to be some massive rocker. It's just him with a ukulele. Or playing like an electronic fiddle. Talking about daddy issues? Yeah. Yeah. He like starts off by taking off his helmet, and he's like, I want to get personal with this one. I I think Juggernaut (laughs) and Legion (laughs) are a duo talking about daddy issues, like singing about daddy issues. Oh, yeah. oh that's cute. Okay, a little like uh, uncle nephew kind of a duet. Oh, and that one would go so viral because it's giant man and tall hair boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what, like, what? A, like a twink and a not bear, but sure, I'll say a bear. Yeah. You know how there's always like a more comedic one? I can picture Warlock doing sort of like just a cool techno really upbeat sort of thing and then just being like numbers ideas plans he's doing craft work is what yeah. you're describing that song yeah. last year um yeah if you give a wolf a banana no. yes yes yeah, 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 that, yeah. that is what i'm thinking of when I, the wolf I, eats a grandma give that wolf a banana give that wolf yeah i yeah, think yeah, he's yeah. also War- serenading would do that right but he's serenading doug ramsey too at the same oh, time oh totally he's yeah. sitting there jerking it uh, who else are we missing? That's, uh, that's I think that's everybody that's for that everybody. crew. All that's, right. That well, was but anyways, yeah, yeah. Watch Eurovision. It's at 3 p.m. on Peacock. You can watch it live. And then this year, 
the whole world, quote unquote, can oh. vote. We haven't been able to do that before. Only Europe has been able to vote and Australia before. Really? Part of wow. it. How do you vote? You Clark? mail in you a get letter. The, you get the Eurovi- <laughs> yeah. you get the Eurovision app and you just fucking do it. They data mine your information. You put in your mother's <laughs> maiden name. That's great. <laughs> and then you vote. Fine, I'm your, fine with Eurovision having that your, information. Your favorite that. last four digits of your social security number. I love that. Text now. All right, let's move on to some issues. It's our recap of all things X. This week, we've got free comic book day, Uncanny Avengers number one, X-Men Red number 11, Wolverine number 33, Rogan Gambit number three, and Captain Marvel number 49. All right, let's start with free comic book day. It's Uncanny Avengers number one with writers Jonathan Hickman and Jerry Duggan and artists Valerio Shidi and Joshua Kassara. I mean, talk about a dream team. Wow. And such great content. We went to Big Planet Comics on Saturday to for mm-hmm. this event and then upstairs was is it leaked the gay bar mm-hmm. that had like a special Spider-Man drink that of course we all had to drink it was full of webs <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> Spider-Man slash Venom right wasn't yeah, it both yeah 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 it wasn't really that Venom-y yeah but, but it, was it really did good. taste very good yeah. yeah so in this issue a mysterious figure appears to steal the Captain Krakoa mantle and fuck shit up Captain America and Rogue team up perhaps they'll form a team together yeah all right First, though, Mystique has a gold mask, mm-hmm. and Destiny is dressed as an asterisk. Mm-hmm. We're a fashion podcast, yeah. so let's play our favorite game: Are they serving cunt honey? Okay. Why is Mystique dressed like the grinder? I thought Mystique's outfit looked great, and now that I see that it's grinder and the same as oh. fucking Fireball's tattoo or Pyro's tattoo, yeah. I think it's even better. I what? was thinking you were talking about when women squirt during sex. Oh, when you, when you just we said, are a squirting when, podcast. When you said cunt, honey, I, 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 that's where I thought that was headed. <laughs> this is a rated R podcast, and uh, th- that's why Ryan is hunting for it. I thought Destiny's outfit is so fucking stupid. That is one of the ones that... She, she's dressed as Patrick Starr, dressed as uh, going as, to the Mecca. <laughs> she is dressed as a pointy plus sign. She's <laughs> the court jester for the do- the Emperor from Dune. That's what she looks I'm like. I'm seeing a lot of grammatical errors with her outfit, that's yeah. for sure. By the way, uh, you, you didn't mention Javier Garon was the artist on the Uncanny Avengers Yeah, part you of it. dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. my favorite thing that you've ever done. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck me! Happy birthday, Brent. What name all the other people? Uh, <laughs> all right, were there? What, uh, did you have any takeaways from this? I mean, it was kind of setting up things. Uh, you know, do you have any better guesses? As I to fell asleep thirty six times reading this issue. It's so they really don't give you any content in a free no. comic book day. This is just a teaser. We know what it is. Um, the art was great, but that's about it. Some I mean, gray haired man. They didn't even really form the team. They could have done. A little bit more, I feel like, to give us a little bit more bang for our buck, I'm really which we didn't pay. Okay, so <laughs> Captain, the guy who, the person who is Captain Krakoa, is in a grayish white trench coat. Uh-huh. Uh, he looks like he's got a very short cropped hair, almost like a flat top. Yeah, what is mm-hmm. that? Is that uh, tombstone? It's a to- very military. Tombstone look. doesn't have gray hair. No, he just got a new haircut. He let it, it finally. Oh, go, he let it go gray. I was thinking crossbones. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have no I idea who it would be. I mean, the the visual just in the shadows because you see a lot of white. I was thinking Phantom X, but I thought so too. But I but it's I'm showing the white. White is too obvious. I feel like so. It. There's one little bit of a clue, and I don't know what it tells us yet, but it is a clue. He writes when he's punching some guy in Congress. He goes, "Who remembers what Magneto told your ambassadors in Jerusalem? Only a handful of people were there for that." So I'm wondering if he's one of the people that Magneto told. You don't think that was uh, reported, like in the news? Like, oh, you think it went viral? The mutants said to us, "Who is your fucking god?" When did that happen? Uh, The first issue of House of X in 2019. Oh God. You think it's like a delegate? Did you reread from it? A, uh, I mean, I just remember that's like the the last couple of panels <laughs> Do you of think that it was issue. One of the delegates? <laughs> <laughs> just some random uh, delegate. I am in a weird love hate relationship with the Captain Krakoa costume because, on the one hand, I think the incorporating like florals into it is great, but it does occasionally from look like just like a bald guy with like hair tufts. It looks on the like side one of the clickers from Last of Us. Yeah. I How want- does that sound, Clark? 
I said oh, Clark. I didn't do it. <laughs> Clark actually can do it and stop. I, I feel like I want someone to redesign it. I want to see the next look for I, it. I like how sometimes it looks great and other times it looks terrible. Like I go back and it's forth. Very nineties. It's very it's it very it's very much like Kyle Rayner's Green Lantern costume from like the mid nineties with like the way that the, the the green like sort of arm shields look and just like the body armor stuff all over it. I'm kind of loving the vibe of them having sort of like uh, a weird armor that anyone could be the person of, like the Iron Patriot for the Avengers and stuff like that. I oh, like yeah. I like point. that anyone could be taking this mantle. Yeah, I don't I know. I do mean anyone because there's I, that weird skin suit. And I also feel around. kind of like I'm sure like Uncanny Avengers will be a fine title. I mean, Jerry Duggan is clearly a good writer. It's just I, I'm not terribly excited about this team, except, you know, I'm glad that, you know, uh, M is on it. M is on it. That's pretty I, much it. I am. I really like when the Avengers and the X-Men are forced to work together. I think they just inherently just don't like each other. So you see that pushback and you see uh more conflict than I think a lot of these teams have. Um, I think it goes too far sometimes. In the last Uncanny Avengers run, it was a little bit too <laughs> competitive. But I, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm not less interested now. Okay, so great. that's I consider mm-hmm. that a win. Yeah, yeah. Also, we didn't uh, the Jonathan Hickman uh, God's preview. We didn't get anything new except for what no, we already saw no. the trailer. Shit we'd already seen. Yeah, and without all the fun accents from the trailer. <laughs> Are you a good person or a bad person, are you, Steven? Are you a good person? Snoop. Are you an angel? All right, let's move on to X-Men Red, number 11, by Al Ewing and Jacopo Cagmini. In this issue, Charles and Storm clash as a shaken Professor X deals with the death of Magneto, the sins of Sinister, and the fact that he's a drama queen. Meanwhile, on Arako, uh, Nova, Nova and Robert DaCosta have a relaxing hot tub chat with Kobak, a potential new member, to complete Arako's great ring and destroy mine. Uh, suddenly blood metal shows up iron blood what's the guy's name I don't remember and I didn't want to look it up explosion blood I think iron john iron john is his name yeah it's iron john oh my god (laughs) that's not not his name it's johnny iron (laughs) (laughs) when did you become nonsense (laughs) oh that's old iron john yeah (laughs) alright the levels of sexual tension in this issue were (gasps) off the charts oh my god first marry fuck kill Robert DaCosta, Nova, and Kobach, because they put a lot of effort to show that they were looking at Kobach's dick and we were looking okay. at his ass. And the way they framed certain, like, there's one where their knees are poking out, and I'm like, are those just the erections yeah. that they have? <laughs> yeah. Are and those each erections? One of, each one of them has two erections? Well, and yeah. also the way he stood up. It's great. That is such, that, I, you know, Thank God, Al Ewing is bisexual. He did this for us. Yeah, yeah. he did this for us. Finally, one it. for us. Having Finally, a, having a whole conversation about how Novo can't take off his helmet, but also how it's got this like Mormon vibe to it. I'm happy to be naked. What about you? Yeah. Like, well, I'll die. <laughs> so, who would you marry? Fucking kill. Uh, I would absolutely fuck Kobach and probably kill Nova and marry Robert. That's, that's right. That's mine as well. I would that's not. Oh, Robert would have a lot of money, though. That's right. So you marry him. That's why I marry him. Uh, no, I'm going to kill Kobach. Also, I, I love Nova. You love I, Nova. I love the callback to like uh, Rob, uh, Robert was a new mutant and Nova Dick. New Warriors. New yeah, Warriors. Yeah, yeah. And so they were going to have a soccer match or oh, basketball. That was, that was yeah. fun. And also it's like, oh, wow. Angelica's on the X-Men now? Has I, anybody talked to her? It's I so thought great. the New Warriors were going to show up at the end of this. Because when, whenever you reference someone in a comic mm-hmm. early on, it's bing, like bang, candy. bong, it, they tend to be. It's, at Beetle, the, it's Beetlejuice rules, right? Yeah. Say it three also, times. guys, side note, I got free tickets to Beetlejuice. Is that your plug? Yeah. No. Okay. Oh, fuck. The, the movie, God damn it. The, the movie that's coming out in 2024? No. Uh, with Ginny Ortega, per usual? No, the the production is coming to Washington, D.C. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Well, it started, uh, anyways, started uh, in Washington, D.C. also. And it'll end here. So um, this issue did ended. not have a lot of fighting, but it did have a lot of conversation. A lot, a lot of conflict. Uh, so Storm and Charles had it out about uh, Charles's inability to allow other people to take control and um, his need to always have the answers regardless of uh, whether or not he would use people as a means to an end. My kind of broad question is, 
Do you think he has an ability to change? Do you want him to change? Uh, I like when characters change in comics, so I think there's always, you know, specifically X-Men, there should always be an evolution of the characters. My one issue with this issue, no pun intended, um, as much as I loved it, it felt very much, I could see, like, the plot seams of Mm -hmm. Charles Xavier saying, Storm, I need to talk to you now, and her getting angry at him. It just didn't seem urgent to be like, I want to ask you about Magneto now. Like, I, I, yeah, I just, yeah, it yeah. just felt very weird that he would do that. It, yeah. it was manufacturing a little bit of tension and drama between Aurora and if Charles. It, so the the urgency felt forced. But okay. he would have that conversation, though, he, I think. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He'd have the conversation, but it's like he wouldn't interrupt her to like, I, I need you to come to Krakoa immediately from Morocco, even though she could come instantaneously through a gate it just felt very that just felt that part felt forced but the rest of it was very good well, that feels like it would have to be like a conversation that happens right after he's been purified of sinister, sinister. stuff yeah. like in immortal x-men last yeah. week well yeah. immortal last week he literally said we'll talk about that later about the magneto thing and then immediately this issue is when they talk about it how many days like two days later why yeah. can't we talk about it now kind of thing instead of me dragging you over here this is the first issue in a long time that I kind of understood his reasoning behind things. The fact that he's the only one of the three that created this entire thing left alive. Yeah. yeah. Like, it makes sense. Storm, I agree with you. He sucks, but also he, makes, a, he makes total sense in this situation. Absolutely. But with that said, isn't, like, I think there's a greater dream now. So, like, a, it's gone beyond him, and he can't accept that. Yeah, but her greater dream is not related to Krakoa anymore. It's related to... That bitch to loves Mars. Rocco. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rocco. Uh, okay. That so, exit scene, though, when she left, um, he was your friend, but after today, I am not. What? That I was, was like, too much. That, uh, I that, loved that was it. The, that was the seems to that me was, as well. It just seemed like that, that, was, drag. that was an extra, extra step that didn't make sense. Agreed. Uh, they won't be friends for a whole two issues. Yeah, exactly. The fall <laughs> will happen because of this one interaction. Uh, I, one thing I liked about this, remember like a year ago when I was like, what the fuck are they doing? What's what's Magneto's name now? Oh, like Max his real and name, Eric. Where it's Eric yeah. versus Mag- Ma- uh, Max, which yeah. makes, I love that fact, but I was, I think I asked, like, isn't his real name Max now? Yeah, that's right. No, it made me think of that conversation that we had on podcast about it. I he think that her like saying Max. that we're not friends actually felt right because we're now at a point where Storm has watched him allow tons of crazy things to run roughshod throughout Krakoa, and he does not seem to have an interest in mutants. He has an interest in his dream and vision. I kind of liken it to... um when you have a uh, several negative encounters with a person that you've had positive uh, relations with, whether it's friendship, romantic, whatever, professional, and then when you have those bad experiences, it, it recontextualizes everything. That's why in this issue and in Immortal X-Men last week, she talks about, I was trying to help my people in Kenya, and you came and told me I wasn't a goddess, and I have to come do this. It's like, who are you to do that? I was young and naive, and I followed you, and I think if I had to do it over again, I'm paraphrasing here, if I had to do it over again, I wouldn't do that, because I was doing more good, you know, being in Kenya. She wouldn't save the world dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, well... Also, him just showing up in Africa like that, come on. (laughs) Well, he showed up in (laughs) Egypt for a while, and then he showed up, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I also enjoy in this issue the date. The date in the was beginning. Yeah, that was cute. With was, the guy who I forgot existed. Yeah. I know. It's fun to see them sort of have these, uh, no, uh, like. Uh, ooh, yeah, no, I want her to get a man like that's not Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Or Forge. Yeah, and see, like, flirting and stuff that's like true. that. It must be tough to be a powerful mutant and go on a date. You yeah. Know? yeah. Also, I love that Saucier was back. It's been a while since we've yeah, seen him. I like that a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> you would love him, Brad. Of course. That's Why, you as a mutant. Saucier. Saucier. Mm. And also the uh, the chilled uh, like gazpacho over the uh, Arakan uh, caviar. Yeah. Sounds delicious. Although, isn't all the ocean made by <laughs> Sa- Sa- Sobernar? So it would be like saying like, oh, this caviar is from the water. <laughs> <laughs> from this guy's dick. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's other Roshans in Mars. Uh, or Garako, excuse me. Uh, uh, Storm's outfit in that... Uh, uh, totally took the words out of my mouth. Fantastic. Date outfit, date night? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, where, it's where, so where is, extra. Where is Adam to co- like come all over our equipment? She's like... I'm so nervous on this date. And you're like, bitch, you're wearing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and her hair I looks so her. good. She's ha- She eats twice at a meal. <laughs> so good. <laughs> That's good. Um, all right, anything else on this one? Yeah, so I've been kind of wanting to know what was going on with that dangling thread forever about the white sword and the hundred whatever whatever. Yeah. And the fact yeah. they finally brought that around. As soon as they brought the white sword, the, the, the sword through, I was like, okay. I right, was happy. I yeah. got this. It's yeah, a, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. Iron Fire, not Iron Johnny Iron. Iron John. Johnny Iron. Iron John. And we're getting Genesis back. And of course, then we're getting the whole family after that. Yeah, because yeah. that's going to be one of the one shots, right? Of uh, be- uh, Before the fall. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Wolverine number 33. Writers Gene Lin Yang, Benjamin Percy, and artist Juan Jose Reap and Peter Nguyen. The real Wolverine teams up with Maverick to fight the weapons of X-Army while Beast executes dissident versions of himself in his quest to make everyone rely on Krakoan medicine. Beast is supposed to be really smart, but I don't know how that plan makes sense. <laughs> I don't. I'm going to take their insulin. <laughs> They'll need the Krakoan insulin. <laughs> It's People are going to die from needing insulin. A lot beast. of his plans don't make sense. Let's make all the other beasts nearsighted so they can't. The, it's so weird what he does. It's very X-Men, the first movie from 2000, Magneto wanting to make everybody a mutant so Correct. they would understand what mutants go through. I was like, But they always take it just a scotch too far. I yeah. was like, this seems a little crazy. So the conspiracy of beasts I liked a lot. Their conversations are just them smelling their own farts. Yeah. I love that beast. Beast, what do you think? Beast, well, thank you for asking, Beast. As Walt Whitman said. Yeah, that's a really good point, Beast. Thank you for reminding me of that thing I also knew. Uh, so funny. I, I originally speculated that the Beasts would work together much better than uh, Sinister, mm-hmm. but I'm actually quite pleased with the way this has played out, that they would have worked together fine if Beast Prime wasn't such a colossal <laughs> dick. Yeah. He just has to dub- do everything. sexy sword. Yeah. What does the sword help, by the way? I have no does, idea. Does that just animate the... Uh, the Cerebro Sword is the biggest goddamn MacGuffin what? of the X-Books. What does what it do? It? What is it? What I don't know. It's just it's there to look impressive. It's a sword. It's a statement piece. It's made of Cerebro. What doesn't it do? It's got memories in it? You take know. on the, the memories... Heart. I don't know. All the previous avatars. Like, what what happened? It's just like it hasn't done very much. But this is another enjoyable issue of Wolverine. Uh, I'm loving this era of this book and X-Force. And again, the art is fantastic. So good. So, so, so good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It it flows just so nice, this this whole episode. I I enjoy particularly... The some of the art in the underwater scenes. So good. I think it's really cool, yeah. And also him just taking out the other Wolverines is pretty it, fun. It does feel a little hard to believe that none of the other X Force members would be wanting to work with Wolverine on this, but I do it alone. I yeah. do it alone, Bub. They know him though. I'm gonna work. I do it alone except I work with Maverick, who yeah. I don't like, but is my best friend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that Maverick is back and actually not being a complete piece of shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. like be a little He's bit of a good. shit, but yeah, like yeah, also yeah, yeah. be kind of a good guy. Yeah. Um the backup I Jin June Jean uh, oh, I uh about it. Yang is a good writer, but that backup was I don't understand what that it's was a for. Big why. It was a big why. Oh. It was a big like so he's teaming up with Shang Chi's sister, uh, and they are just fucking up some shit, but it didn't really serve a purpose except I think the only reason why I can see the inclusion of it, and it's a very good reason, it is May is AAPI History Month and featuring AAPI creators and Gene Luen Yang, who no, does more stuff for DC than Marvel, with the exception of Shang-Chi. Um, I mean, it's good to for him and others to like have more of that uh, more of that exposure, but that's the only reason why I can think about it. All right, let's move on to Rogan Gambit number three by Stephanie Phillips and Carlos Gomez. Mr. and Mrs. X consult with Forge about how to find Manifold and not to be outdone by her husband attempting the murder of an innocent woman with fire. Rogue decided to rip a man's nervous system out of his neck and kill him. <laughs> Um, 
Did you guys think that too many of the villains that we saw Rogue fight were described as self-explanatory? Or was that the right amount because all their names are self-explanatory? Well, that's I a superhero the right name for mm. you. Really. Self-explanatory? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. What a terrible superhero name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Self, comma, explanatory. Um, I really enjoyed this issue. Uh, I think all the like uh, additional like sort of bad guys she fought were a lot of fun. I like the callback to Forge going into the vault with wearing Caliban, I think was really cool. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think Stephanie Phillips is a good writer, and I want to see more of her stuff. My, I was going to say the exact opposite and literally use the word enjoy. I don't enjoy anything about this. It's boring as fuck. The characters have turned into... I don't like either one of these people. I mean, as you said, they're trying to burn people alive and rip people's nervous systems out and stuff like that. And I like Vanisher, and of the six we saw, I'd rather he be the one who doesn't die. But then yeah. the other ones aren't really ex-villains besides Juggernaut. Right. Vanisher is known for dying a lot. Though. Yeah. Like, well, he, he wasn't until yeah. they decided to in the last 10 years. That's sort of his kink, yeah. I think the conversations with uh, Ro- uh, with um, Forge. Forge were excellent. Yeah, I, I like seeing that. Forge reflect on what he did further. Yeah. Uh, and there's a little bit of a fun you know, turnabout. Yeah. Uh, with some thieving work that actually makes Gambit seem useful. Yeah. So they brought up the suit, obviously. It, they can turn into any mutant. Who is going to show up? Who's going to be wearing that suit? Obviously, they have to use it at some point, you know? It's like Chekhov's suit. Yeah, yeah exactly. For sure. what, what, Captain Krakoa. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he, they're going to show up. Maybe yeah. it's not Gambit the whole time or some nonsense like that. So I thought she had a data file that allowed her to mm-hmm. do that same algorithmic tracking, but not, I didn't know that she had to replicate the suit itself. I thought the suit was destroyed, but the the schematics basically behind it were not. No, Forge told us all technology, everything that's ever been talked about it, everything has been destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> he really drilled that home and I was like, I don't know. Uh, All right, let's move on. Uh, Captain Marvel number 45 by Kelly Thompson. 49. 49, sorry. 49. Don't don't get it twisted. (laughs) It's 49. Uh, Is your eyesight getting worse because you're getting older? Uh, I guess there's only one direction. Kelly Thompson and Sergio Fernandez de Vila. Uh, It's the final issue of the crossover. Binary Falls and Carol is pissed. The rest of the X-Men show up uh, to make this crossover better. Fingers crossed. I mean, it's over. Whew, at least it's over. God, it's just it was that was a waste of four issues of. It just was. This was not their finest hour. I will just no. say that. And this is the second to last issue of Kelly Thompson's I know, run on Captain gonna, Marvel. Period, and I she know. ends it on whatever weird nonsense four issue. The sad thing is, she probably was requesting to ha- use the X Men for so long, and she could only and use then, them for a bit, and only use them for a little small portion of it, and so she had to cram in a bunch. At the end, so it made me sad. I do think they should have shown up. The rest of them should have shown up yes, earlier. agreed. Mm-hmm. Especially since they weren't utilized, really, in the other stuff. So, uh, yeah, It was like, here's uh, the random team we got together for the last three issues. Here the, here's the actual X team. Yeah. I'm so excited for this crossover. Yeah. Me I like too. Brood too. I do like... But it's like... Eh, this, oh, sorry, go they worked with Rogue and, um, and Carol... Like being, I mean, they've not been shitty with each other for years, but this was basically like, you know, they're splitting the binary powers to blah, 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 blah. So it kind of made sense and was a good. That was a nice moment. Full circle thing. Yeah. Yeah. There are some things like that that feel like, oh, this is like an interesting point. How do we go back and revisit this? Why don't we make it this kind of shared connection? Uh, hey, can we have conversations about whether or not it's a good idea to genocide someone? Yeah. Like, well, those kind of fell by the wayside in the Captain Marvel section of this, but it feels <laughs> like there was something here that it just didn't get fully played out. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to Invincible Iron Man number six by Jerry Duggan and Andrea DeVito. Uh, who is Iron Man without the suit? He's a genius billionaire playboy philanthropist and now writer. <laughs> Tony takes some time to revisit a fight with Emma Frost. While trying to figure out how to take down his old company, uh, was this just a filler issue, or was there any reason to have a 
flashback with Emma Frost. I I think it's a little filler, but I enjoyed it nonetheless, mostly because I love seeing the old Silver Centurion armor mm-hmm. and seeing the West Coast Avengers, that version of the West Coast Avengers. Yeah. I think that was a lot of fun. Such a fun era, too, because like even like Spider-Man uh, in the swinging black costume. by in the black yeah. co- I'm like, oh, this but everyone looked different and like acted different. During the the year was 1987. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was so <laughs> fun. Classic had just come back on the yeah. shelves. Yeah. I- I liked it. Whenever I can get Tigra on a page, I'm happy. Yeah. But also We were just kicking your ass. That's what the voice I gave her. Five yeah. issues <laughs> into a series and doing this, it does not bode well for a story. No. Yeah, I I do like the confrontation between Emma Frost and Tony Stark. Uh I wonder why every fight with her isn't just like she's got twenty civilians just surrounding her constantly. Uh, because that seems really effective. It yeah. Seems like it's hard to come up with creative ways to stop that. I... Also, work smarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she should have a child one on her shoulders the entire time. Yeah. So you can't even get yeah. a talk so to her to do it. Instead of having like Magneto's helmet to protect her telepathically, <laughs> she has like just children <laughs> duct taped to her head. Amazing. <laughs> I honestly forgot that like when he kept referring to who could it be or like what mutants does. I thought it was Mystique for some reason. Sure. Like, yeah. Because like, like Mystique was like taking on the appearances of the other characters. That's what I thought. But I was like, oh, yeah, Emma can fuck with people's minds because she's a telepath. Too. Yeah, true. So, uh, and obviously, this is all going to tie back in because in mm-hmm. Uncanny Avengers uh, number one in the free comic book day that we talked about, uh, you got to see the Iron Man Sentinels at the very end. So, Iron Man is the next book now, y'all. All right. That's been the issues. As always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call Plug Me Daddy where we each get a chance to quickly highlight something we've read, seen, or heard, and wanted to share with you, our little homos. Why don't we start with the birthday boy? What What? pans and foods and stuff that you want to talk about? I don't know why it's Bill Cosby. Sorry. Oh, the jambalaya. Uh, I didn't like yeah, it either. Yeah. I, I got a Zatarain's vibe. <laughs> uh, so my pitch is very specific. It's for a restaurant called Makoto. Uh, it is new and in Georgetown. Um, oh, no. It Too is Georgetown, far. Washington, D.C. Yeah, we're, what, Georgetown, Washington, D.C. D.C. <laughs> um, it's been open for a month, and it is going to get a Michelin star nice. for sure. Nice. By you? Uh, no, yes. Uh, <laughs> the Michelin uh, man is coming. You're not supposed this. to know who gives them out. Uh, I could just see Brent like throwing a tire through their windows and goes, here's your star. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was an incredible tasting menu. The place seats a maximum of like 20 people. Awesome. And uh, we got to sit at the bar, talk to people, have a great time. The food is just incredible. It was gorgeous. What was and, your favorite dish? Um, they had a select, they had like a market fish selection that was like three kinds of fish prepared different ways. So the first one was like uh, salmon, and the second one was like fatty tuna, and the third was uh, scallops. They were so, everything was so flavorful. It was so delicious. My truly favorite part, though, was. Uh, we took a recommendation for an expensive glass of wine, uh, and um, I'm talking to the chef, and then all of a sudden, my back feels like Splash Mountain because yes. the waiter has spilled an entire glass of wine down my spine. Uh, wine down your spine. And I was making all sorts of jokes and having a great time, and he was super embarrassed, and Everyone was telling me he's never done this before, and I'm like, I'm Aww. sure you say that, but you're going to hear from my father, <laughs> J.P. <lawyer>. Michelin. <laughs> uh, and uh, so we got our drinks comped, which was great. Wow. But not our, all of our drinks, just the wine. I was in a theater once, and some guy, okay. some woman behind me like literally sp- poured a full thing of red wine accidentally on the back of me. And it, I was wearing a gray sweater, but anyways, she like paid for it all. She like gave me her car. This is in London, so I didn't even know who the fuck. I wasn't even living there. And it was, thank God, I literally, during intermission, was washing it in the sink. It worked out, but I was fucking freezing to death. Um, Fabulous. It was fabulous. Makoto. Um, We should post the picture of them spilling. (laughs) (laughs) Someone has literally taken a video of that incident. (laughs) I would pay money to see that. So there was a kind of sad moment, because it was my birthday, and there was a guy who was sitting at a table behind me. It was also his birthday. So at some point, they're you like killed him. toward the dessert section. They bring out ice cream, and it's got a little candle in it, and they oh, sing no. me they sing me happy birthday. Tristan is in the bathroom right now hearing them sing me happy birthday. What? 
And so I like. Were you sitting with anyone else? I blow out the candle. The guy behind me didn't get a candle. He didn't get ice cream. Then they like brought out an extra one because they're like they're serving things in segments. But it seemed like they really should have that ready. So they didn't know. Not everyone's not saying happy birthday twice. So they just gave him ice cream with a little candle in it. That's funny. Yeah, that was very sad. You're, you seem really you, happy. You about are that. not giving a positive. They're not getting this so, Michelin star if they listen to yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you forced a man to be sad on his birthday. Also, your husband wasn't even there. For yeah. you. <laughs> in the bathroom. What was he doing in the bathroom? Uh, cocaine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer. Use, using it. What does one do in a bathroom? All right, I got a plug. So this week I was in New York City, uh, and I got to see Miss Janet Jackson. Yes. Yeah, Miss Jackson. If you're nasty. Uh, perform. It was a bucket list uh, concert for me. I've never seen her before, and I've been a fan like m- pretty much my entire life. Uh, she played at Madison Square Garden. She did uh, pretty much all of her big hits. Uh, it was her uh, uh, like kind of her big tour of like you know just like looking back at like just the history of her music. But the really cool moment was, and this only happened in New York. Busta Rhymes. Oh, York. Busta Rhymes came out. To and they did uh, a little snippet of a song they did together from Velvet Rope. They'd never, it's never been done live <gasps> before. And then it was her birthday, not to steal your thunder. It's her birthday coming up, Brent. And he made us all like kind of sing her happy birthday. That's great. We so all fun. lost our goddamn minds. It was such a good concert. She's 56 years old. She can still move. She still sounds good. It was just a really, it was just great. I'm glad I went. I'm 50. I'm 50. <laughs> and I'm Vermin Gay. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, my plug apparently is Beetlejuice Live coming out. It's premiering next week. So I'm going to the premiere. Where's the show? Where's it going to be? No one knows. How many I don't extra- know. Warner <laughs> Theater, National Theater. How many extra tickets you got, huh? Yeah. I have one, and I go with one of my friends that you guys know to all these shows, which I oh, haven't invited. Uh, I'm going to text him. Right no, now. I know who it is. It's not me. It's it's not sister me. wife, if you uh, <laughs> yes. um, Yeah, it's actually at the National Theater. Okay. Heard of it. <laughs> it's not my favorite venue, but it's okay. Hey, guys, come on. It's fine for musicals. I didn't, I've it's seen fine a for musicals. Yeah. Beetlejuice. I said it three times now. I okay. saw Cats there when I was in like sixth grade. That oh, shit was fucked up. Not oh, a good showing. Awful. Although, although um, whatchamacallit, which is the one that had the biggest dick? I don't remember. I was uh, interested Mr. in Mr. Mikafloss. <laughs> Monk- Mac- I, Mac- I think no, Mac- it was the guy, it's like kind of the narrator guy, it's like monkey, s- monkey strap or something. Yeah, he was he was hot. Testicle, 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 <laughs> testicle, <laughs> testicle cats, <Yeah>. testicle cats, <laughs> testicle <laughs> cats. <laughs> um, so we're so canceled. Uh, the final season, not the m- final, but the recent season of one of his favorite shows that I like uh, over COVID was uh, Doctor Oakley Yukon Vet. That's on National Geographic. It's it, she's done it for 11 seasons. It's this woman up in Yukon and her daughters, and they're like vets for the entire area. They go from like Yukon, all of all of Alaska. Is it a all this show? It's, yeah, it's fan fucking tastic. They show like the this is dark, but they show like the surgeries and stuff. So they're literally showing like testicles being cut off of horse and all this stuff. And sometimes it's so fantastic. It also gets super sad because like a poor dog has to be put down. I can't watch that. Oh it's God. so good, though. Clark. It, I don't care. Can, it, yeah, cancer. No, not at all. But no, it's so well done. It's uh, one of my favorite shows. It's so good. And you connect to them so well. It's it's an amazing show. So Ooh. you're saying Eurovision is on Peacock, right? <laughs> and 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 uh No no dead dogs on that. And right? this show is on Disney Plus. <laughs> Great. Ah, so you can you got you've got star in South you've America. got you've got testicles being cut off on one thing and then you can see Mickey Mouse on the other thing. That's the best of one world. It gets very sad. It gets very emotional, but very well done. Okay. All right. That's All been right. our episode. Spay neuter. Spay and neuter <laughs> your, your, your horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just don't forget to rate and review us. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Homo Superior X and Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. We've got a review of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, it's par. Uh, we, we've got, uh, there's an episode of Grey Malkin Lane that's got Kalen on it and no one else. Um, no one else from the podcast. <laughs> it's, just, it's just me talking to no one. Uh, we do polls on Instagram. We we do fun photos on, uh, or we do polls on Twitter and fun photos on Instagram. You should follow us both on those if you like content. We are a content machine. Bye, little homos. Little, little homos. Bye. <laughs>